Dear congregation, let us turn in God's holy word to Psalm 139. Psalm 139, we'll read the entire psalm, or we'll read up through verse 18. Let us hear God's holy word. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue But behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when it was made in secret, and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Amen. May God bless the reading of his precious and infallible word. Dear congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been going through on various occasions, not on a regular basis, but a series of sermons on Behold Your God. And as we've done so, we've examined the existence and the exclusivity of God and the being of God, and we looked briefly at one of His attributes as we introduced them, that God is eternal. I would like to look at two other attributes in this afternoon, especially tied with baptism. And these two attributes are, are attributes that are perfectly found in God. There might be some resemblances in us in way of knowledge, but, but certainly perfectly and infinitely found in God. And they're a great encouragement for us as, as parents of baptized children and really for all that are united to the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, being baptized into the name of God is a great encouragement. Being baptized into the name of the Father, we read and and confess in our form for baptism, means that God the Father testifies and seals to us that He makes an eternal covenant of grace with us. He adopts us as His children and heirs and promises to provide us with all good and protect us from evil or turn it for our benefit. And when we are baptized into his name, he's, he's saying, here is a sign 
a sign of who I am, a sign of my faithfulness, a sign of me being a father for you. And I will seal that to you that when you believe in me and trust in me, these promises are also for you. This is what I will do for you as my as your heavenly father. Well, how can God, our father, in and through the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit, protect us and to lead us and to guide us and turn evil even for our benefit if he does not know everything about us and if he's not always present with us? Those are the two attributes I'd like to look at today. That God indeed is all-knowing or omniscient and also that he is everywhere present or omnipresent. Behold, your God will be our theme, baptized into the very character of God as we're baptized into his name and we're baptized into this name of God and the very character of him being all-knowing and everywhere present. I would like to look at this especially from Psalm 139, which we just read. Psalm 39 is more than just what we might call good theology. When we hear these words, doing theology, sometimes that creates a great disconnect in some people. They think theology is all head knowledge and and it's just all up here and understanding who God is is everywhere present and and all-knowing is just really good terms for theologians. But doing theology and taking that very truth and having it become practical in our daily life incorporates the head and the heart and the hand. And that is what doing theology is. Sometimes everyone is about just doing and they don't have very good theology. And other people are all about theology and they're not very good about doing. But Psalm 139, the psalmist is very good at doing theology. Doing theology. And as we sit here with our, parents, with our children that God has given to us, we see that explicitly stated for us in Psalm 139. I think of verse 14 especially, where we read, I will praise you, for I and my children are fearfully and wonderfully made. In a certain sense, God, who is almighty, takes very intimate knowledge and care, even for our children in the very womb. Read these verses with me. Again, verse 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Therefore I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Because marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they are all written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there was none of them. What an amazing, what an amazing truth that God took knowledge of us and our children even when there was one embryo. Two cells had come together to form an embryo and God takes intimate knowledge 
and care for us. Has that ever stunned you? That God is the one who shaped us in our mother's womb? Even when we were in secret, as it were, before our mother even knew that we were conceived, God was there. And He had all my days from that very moment even to the end of my days, all in His book, fashioned for me. What an encouragement in the midst of challenges, of parenting. Yes, we will praise God because God is in control of my life and I am fearfully and wonderfully made and known by God. This is a God who's, who's created me. Special care in creating me. You know how complex things are in a mother's womb. How from those two cells and one embryo, a baby is developed and even at a, a few months old, you can see the exact form of the baby even quicker. The heart is beating and it's amazing. And God is taking this special care of me and my children. He knows me and sees me even before an ultrasound, even before a microscope hardly could pick me up. God knows everything about me. And that knowledge, it doesn't just um, begin there and end once you're born. That knowledge continues every day of our life. The psalmist begins the psalm in Psalm 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down. You know my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. It continues all of my life, whether I'm sitting down, whether I'm rising up. You, he even knows my thoughts. He knows the paths that I take during the day. He knows when I lay down at night. He knows everything about me. A personal knowledge, a daily knowledge, and a comprehensive knowledge. So detailed, a matter of fact, that God knows my thoughts. Have you ever thought about this thought? That God knows the thoughts of all seven billion people approximately on this world today. Who is like our God? He knows every thought. Their whole lives are ordered in his book and fashioned for him. He knows their ways their paths. And as a matter of fact, even goes deeper than just knowing about their ways. It says here, you comprehend my path. You are acquainted with my path. You understand my path. How in the world could God understand what we're going through? He's God and we're the creature. It's because He's given His only begotten Son. To be born a baby and to live a life just as you and I, except for sin, and to understand the challenges of life. 
He humbled himself even to death, the death of the cross, to be separated from the very presence of his father, the favorable presence of his father. As he endured the very pangs of hell that we deserved, he understands, he's acquainted with our ways. He was buried. He rose again so that he can tell us, I am with you always, even to the end of the time. And then you will be with me forever in glory. He understands. He comprehends. is acquainted with our ways. He knows our tongues, our words. He knows every word that comes off our tongue. What's amazing then is that despite all of this, the psalmist says in verse 5, you have hedged me behind and before. I tell you, if, if, if I truly believed that God knew every thought that entered into my mind and every word that came off my tongue and every place I've ever gone in my life, I can't imagine he would want anything to do with me. And yet God comes and he says, you have, I will hedge you behind and before. I will go in front of you. I will go behind you. I will lay my hand upon you. I will care for you. No wonder the psalmist says, Lord, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is awesome. It is fearful. It is amazing. And yet, equally terrifying for those who are outside of Jesus Christ. The perfection of God's knowledge is is also a disturbing reality for those who don't know Christ. To think that God knows every thought and every word and every place we've ever been should cause us to shake with fear outside of Christ. But for a believer, he doesn't respond in fear. He responds with awe and wonder at such a God who would care and have such knowledge of him. It was a comfort to him. It was his security. It was like that helping hand that, that would guide through trials and difficult navigations in life and the temptations. Yes, he knows that when he's going to stumble, he's, he's going to also extend grace and forgiveness. He knows what I need to be conformed more and more to the image of Christ. He knows everything about me. And for parents, he knows when you're at your wit's end with your children. He knows when the patience has run out. He knows the enduring challenges of parenting. He knows when your children, where they are, even when you don't. If you think about God, you say, well, God doesn't have any experience in parenting, does he? Well, didn't he take Israel and call them you are my son. Didn't he take them out of Egypt, brought them across the Red Sea? Didn't he bring them through the wilderness to the promised land? How many of them were rebellious children? And yet 
he hedged them behind him before and went with them. He knew them wherever they went. And he remembered his covenant. Because he knows everything. And will never forget. Even when we forget. He knows the very vows you made in this day. And he knows that you are going to fail again and again. At keeping those vows perfectly. And still commits to you. And to your children. And to our whole congregation. With his covenant mercies such knowledge is too wonderful for me is it for you not only is it God's knowledge that's encouraging comfort today it's also his presence his presence God's intimate presence was with even your children in the womb and every development in life and every stage of life, God's presence is there. His knowledge is a wonderful comfort, but also His presence. And what, is, what does this mean when we say that God is everywhere present, omnipresent? It means that God's perfect presence is in every place at all times. He is, he is infinite in His presence. He is what they call immense in his presence. Not even the whole universe can contain him. Isn't that what we, what we hear in Psalm 8? Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. The heavens cannot even contain the glory and the presence of God. The whole universe can't contain it. He is everywhere present. But it also teaches us, especially in this psalm, that There is no place that God is not. As a matter of fact, in verse 7 we read, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? There's nowhere. It's a rhetorical question. Because he goes on to say, If I ascend into heaven, if I go up, you are there. If I make my bed in hell and I go down, you are there in the grave. If I take the wings of morning and go to the east, You are there. And if I go to the uttermost parts of the sea or to the west, you are there. You are everywhere. And here again, parallel to the knowledge of God, the presence of God, the psalmist exclaims, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. You will walk with me even though you are everywhere and you see everything and you know everything about me as a matter of fact he even says in verse 11 if i say surely the darkness shall fall on me and be walking in the darkness even the night shall be light about me indeed the darkness shall not hide from you but the night shines as the day and the darkness and the light are both alike to you god is present everywhere at all times with you and your children What an amazing comfort, especially in baptism. What an amazing encouragement as well. Because there are challenges in parenting, aren't there? Things don't always go the way you want them to go. And I think your families also know that very truth. These challenges, whether they're past challenges or present challenges... They teach us. 
to rely in dependence upon our God in all our needs, in all our challenges, in all of our fears, in all of our dangers, that we would depend on God. That He would be with us in our difficulties and our struggles. Because He's present with us. And those short nights when when you didn't get enough sleep because your children were up as infants. Or those short nights when your children were out too late when they were teenagers. And all those sanctifying moments in parenting, God is present. And all those dark circumstances that are going on in this world, God is present. And He promises never to leave us nor forsake us, but to always be present with us so that even when evil comes our way, He turns it for our good. He's present with us. What an encouragement to, to know that God is present with us when we, when we pour out our hearts before the Lord in prayer and we wrestle with God for the souls of our children. To hear a parent's prayers and cries. To know that He is so present with us that His ear is attuned to us. And even to those groanings that you have to make when you don't know how to lift up your children in prayer again. He's with us. And to every baptized child among us, every covenant child among us, God is with us. And we ought to remember at all times, God sees me. He sees me. He knows me. My thoughts, my words, my paths, everything about me. And He sees and knows things so perfectly that those who come to Him in faith and seek to serve Him, He will also honor with His presence here on earth and honor them with His glorious presence in heaven for all eternity. Let us always remember, dear children of God, that we are indwelt by God and He is always with us. He is in us. And whether we sleep, we walk, whether we participate in entertainment, whether we go about our business, wherever we go, God is present with us. That's humbling. That's encouraging for the psalmist. But we ought to also remember that God is present at every point, even when we sin against God. Every thought of rebellion, God is there. Every act of ingratitude, God is there. Every word and thought that exemplifies pride, God is there. He is there when we murmur against Him and His providence. He is there when we fail to hate sin and we dishonor and we oppose God and we revile His Son and we grieve the Spirit. He is there. It ought to humble us before God, even today. And if you're not a Christian today, let me remind you that you and I will all stand before God on that one day. 
And it doesn't have to be a dreadful day. Because God also knows and sees. And when we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that He saw the perfect sacrifice of the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. He sees the perfect righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, and He gives it to you. It doesn't have to be a dreadful day, but a glorious day to be comforted in the presence of God forever and ever. And in this life, to know that you have a Father who is with you in control of every event and with you in every event of life. A God who will strengthen you and preserve you even to the end. What a comfort and encouragement that God knows the worst about us and still loves us and remembers us according to His covenant mercies. In Isaiah 40, Isaiah comes after all of the terrible chapters in Isaiah 1 through 39, talking about the rebellion of Israel. And he says, Behold your God. Behold your God. In verse 9. Or verse 10. Behold your God. And then in verse 11, he says something to you and to me as parents. He says, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm. He will carry them in his bosom. He will gently lead those who are with young. He's the good shepherd. There's no better place to be in parenting and to be under the good shepherd. What a beautiful picture of our Lord Jesus Christ taking those children into his arms. Not pushing them away, but taking them in his arms and blessing them. And saying even, bring those children unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. He knows. He sees. He's everywhere present. And he intimately cares for us. The psalmist concludes in verse 17 and 18. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they should be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Amazing grace. When I awake, I am still in the presence of God. You know, sometimes in preparation for the Lord's Supper, it's probably one of my favorite Psalters to sing, which we sang right before the sermon, Psalter 384. And it ends with, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, my inmost thoughts to know. And what follows. And that's how the psalmist concludes this psalm. And it's also not only fitting for the Lord's Supper, but also baptism. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. May we also do that today as we witness again 
God's covenant signs and seals in baptism, incorporating us and our children into his very name and character. A God who is a faithful father, a faithful savior, one who dwells in us by his spirit, and the one who knows everything about us and is present with us. Amen. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we give thanks for the glorious truth of who you are and how that also encourages us as your people. Those who are created in your image, but especially those who are united by faith to the Lord Jesus Christ and also those covenant blessings that extend to us and to our children. We pray, O Lord, that you would show us who you are and we would see more of who we are and rejoice in your amazing grace extended to us. We pray this all in the forgiveness of all of our sins. Lord, keep us in your kind care and protection. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.